Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Every Rocky Ever, a Colorado Rockies podcast, part of the Rocky Mountain Rooftop Network, which is a proud member of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Skylar Timmons, and joined always here by my brother, Dustin, uh, sporting our Rockies hats. I have my Mariners shirt on still as we were recording this back-to-back with our Michael Kadire one, uh, partly for good reason. But when you're hearing this, it's been a couple weeks. So hopefully the Nuggets have won the championship by now. (laughs) Hopefully. But keep rolling things right along here. We won't spend too much time with our chit-chat because that's not how we really are as individuals anyway. (laughs) But when we talked about Michael Kadir, we kind of wanted to pair him with another guy as a follow-up. and. His fellow longtime twins teammate. It's the former MVP, the Canadian first baseman, former slugger. I believe he's in the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame somewhere as well. Uh, one Justin Morneau, who was called in to fill in some very big shoes when the Rockies signed him to a two year deal in 2014. And as always, I'll hand it over to Dustin or for the more no breakdown of his of his career. All right. We got Justin Morneau, first baseman, batted left and threw right. He is from New Westminster, Canada. He was drafted by the Twins in the third round of the 1999 draft, and he made his major league debut in 2003 versus the Colorado Rockies, and threw out two hits. Uh, he played his last game in 2016 versus Minnesota um, as a member of the White Sox. Um, for the Rockies, he wore number 33, which some people might look a little funny. Uh, he did get permission from Larry Walker to wear that another uh, fellow Canadian, and just played two years with the Rockies. Uh, In his career, he played those 11 years for Minnesota and then was traded to the Pirates and then signed with the Rockies for two years in 2014, 2015, and then he signed with the White Sox and played a few games and then ended up retiring from baseball there. But with the Rockies, uh, he did win a batting title in 2014. No controversy there at all. <laughs> None whatsoever. None. Walt Weiss is free of any blame. <laughs> Isn't he of a lot? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, was it 14 years in the big leagues for more? No. Ended up as a career 281 hitter, 348 on base, 481 slugging, and ended up with 247 home runs, 985 RBIs in his career, and had 349 doubles, 23 triples for the big man. Uh, but yeah, there in that Rockies uniform, 
Looks like he ended up really solid 316 average, 363 on base, 487 average, all of which were, were pretty good for his career. Ended up with 20 home runs total, 97 RBIs, 42, looks like 42 doubles, six triples, and 85 strikeouts to 47 walks. So some nice old school first baseman production out of Justin Morneau. And I guess where we can start here is just the signing of Morneau because coming off that 2013 season, he seemed to just kind of be on his last legs because concussions and injuries had just kind of derailed his career in Minnesota near the end. Gets traded over to the to the uh, Pirates, just more or less as kind of a salary dump type of thing, or you know, to bid farewell. But we're not doing anything. Here's our last thing: of go play for a good Pirates team who's who's bidding for the playoffs and need a first baseman. Uh, coincidentally, he wore 66 with the Pirates because 33 was retired for Honus Wagner, and so he just doubled it. But Rockies found themselves after 2013 in need of a first baseman because future Hall of Famer Todd Helton had decided to retire, announced his retirement in August of that year, of that season. And so for the first time since, what, 1998? 97. 98. They were going to need to look for a new first baseman in Colorado. And could do a lot worse than a former MVP all-star in Justin Morneau and bringing him in to to fill the shoes there at first base. Yeah, and you know, you talked about how Michael Kadire was your free agent signing that the Rockies made that you were so pumped about. Justin Morneau was actually one of mine. Me too. (laughs) We need a first baseman and... People forget how good he was. That stretch in Minnesota from 2006 to 2010, you could not find a better player than Justin Morneau, a great first baseman. He, you know, the MVP in 2006, he was an all star, all star, all star. He finished second in the MVP voting in 2008. And he was just monstrous, but then, you know, the the concussions, the play to the to the neck, to the head, and it just completely derailed everything. And it took him a long time to get through that. And I think one of those, you know, the case of Justin Morneau is is you know the problem with with concussions and changing protocol. And seeing these different symptoms that you know that are coming about, and and now that that there's more science and more studies about concussions, you know, he was one of those guys. It was like, look at this example of this mm-hmm. is what he's going through, and it and it's no longer, you know, you just got ring, you know, you you got the the ringing in your head, get back up and rub some dirt on it. It's no, this is a real issue, and we have to take care of it. Uh-huh. And so when he signed with the Rockies, you know, they put in they Todd Helton, the Hall of Famer, leaves, and they bring in a former MVP. 
a guy, a solid ball player. And how many times have the Rockies brought in a guy and it rejuvenated their career Mm -hmm. or they were able to squeeze out the last production out of them Mm. and con them into signing somewhere else and not having it not pan out. (laughs) But they, they brought him in in that first year in 2014 he played 135 games and he got that batting title at 319 were the astronomical numbers he hit 17 home runs but that's the same production they were getting out of helton in last the last years of his Mm -hmm. career 82 rbi um you know that was solid Mm -hmm. yeah and and he was like that comparison of of whoever it was that could have been the the heir to Todd Helton in the first season without Helton at first base, you know, a hole that they still haven't quite found a fill for since. Justin Morneau is one of the best and probably the perfect option to place in there because they more or less found a way to replace Todd Helton. A left-handed bat that had some power in it, solid glove at first base defensively, and I, I think I remember writing an article about this uh, about a year or so ago for purpleroad.com about you know the, the odyssey of first baseman for the Rockies. And Justin Morneau has put up one of the best seasons <laughs> since Todd Helton left, one of the best seasons by a first baseman out of Mark Reynolds, Ian Desmond, Daniel Murphy, you no know, CJ Crone is up there with him. Uh, out of those four since that time, Justin Morneau is still top of the books, specifically for that 2014 season, which was kind of his, his last hurrah of basically like a, a comeback player of the year candidate at that time. Yeah, and, and, and I going off of his, you know, like I said before, those 2006 through 2010 seasons, I kept hoping that that's what he would be. Like, you know, we could ride this out for a few years. You know, they signed him to the two-year deal, but I was like, this is, this could be, you know, he could rejuvenate and he could do it. He won the batting title, but it, it just didn't pan out. Yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't in the cards. Uh-huh. Damn. Still a, a solid year, and what little he was in those forty-nine games he was able to play in two thousand fifteen had a three ten average, was basically replicating his numbers from the year before. Um, so I think there was a lot of personal victories for Justin Morneau, and no, that was a a gamble for the Rockies. Of here's this guy who's diminished production, the health is still a question, but like you said, they were able to milk the squeeze out the last bit of just really good baseball out of him before injuries then took hold. And then before, before father time and an old age and injuries just kind of finally caught up to him there in, in 2015 and then goes on to 2016. But he was that guy that man, uh, same as Mick Michael could when Morneau was a free agent. I'm like, he would be a good pickup for the Rockies and, just a two-year, twelve point five million. So, uh, a small drop in the bucket it wasn't a, a really cost and costly uh, signing. 
And he turned in good results in at least one good season while they readjusted and figured out plans for who's going to play first base. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the one, the one thing about his time with the Rockies, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of like, whoa, those big career moments, but you know, he did have a walk-off home run there in 2014 and those those teams too didn't really do much yeah but um he was just one of those guys you know that that put on a rockies uniform and he's one that i'm like i'm glad he was part of the team he Mm -hmm. was a rocky um even though it's just for a real short real short time but yeah. it's it's sad when you know these guys that they're so good, and when those injuries do take them out, um, and that you just kind of feel help, helpless for them, and and you you know how frustrating it is. You know, I I went through a bum shoulder that uh, I wish you know at one point I was you know chucking that ball real good, and then you know over time and things then it's just just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to see what when we see that going on, uh, you know, they're doing real good. And we see this from, from some other former Rockies, you know, Choi Tulowitzki. Once those ankle injuries start happening, then it's like, man, he's just never – he's got the injury bug. And it's like you don't know, you do not understand the grind that these major league ball players go through. Mm-hmm. And and the thing with Morneau, like I said before, the the concussion stuff. When when things aren't right here, what's that old school mentality? Oh well, you're soft, or you know, mm-hmm. it, you don't have to get hit in the head to get a concussion. You know, a hit to the neck, a, a knee to the neck, anything like that can cause a concussion, can cause some serious damage, mm-hmm. and. You know, you know, I'm a coach now, a high school coach of, of sports, and and it's scary. And for him to to get through that, you know, took took a little while, and to be able to go out there and still be a 300 hitter for those couple seasons, he had some really good career numbers, and he he stayed in baseball a little bit after post playing. Um, with the twins, I think they're a great organization mm-hmm. and you hear a lot of these guys that they go back and they're special advisors. Uh, they get into the minor league systems or they go that broadcasting route. Mm-hmm. And he's been, he's been a part of that um, in his post playing career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think what's cool is just having that Rockies connection for him because like many Canadian kids, playing baseball, Larry Walker was their idol. And that's why he wore number 33 was because of Larry Walker. Well, that too. And, uh, a one Patrick Waugh. Yeah. And you so know, with, with our, with our Canadian brothers, man, it's, it's all the hockey. And, and so Patrick Waugh, Larry Walker, do those guys in the Colorado sports hall of fames, mm-hmm. you know, the mountain Rushmore filled with, filled with Canadians, man. Yeah. And it's cool of 
if there was anybody that was going to wear 33 post Larry Walker, I'm, I'm okay with it being Justin Morneau because of what that means to him. And for sure, the the Rockies hadn't retired. The number had been in circulation since 2004. And when he, he asked Larry Walker for permission (laughs) and Larry's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I don't care. Uh, And give him that blessing. And he, he was worthy of it. That 2014 season, he was worthy of wearing that 33 in Colorado. Uh, I don't think he used crazy train as his walk-up song though. No, no, he did not. <laughs> That'd be fun to look back and see what these guys had for, the, for their things. But uh, as we do in our research of on him and, you know, we like to get that personal thing about him and, and just some of the information of how he was really superstitious mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of these guys are superstitious with their numbers, but his, you know, being a, it says as a hockey player, he would refuse to leave the car for hockey games until the clock read 33 minutes past the hour or, um, you know, different things to eat, the same routines. Uh, so they'd order the same sandwich from a Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. And one of the funny ones that I've read is, uh, drinking a Slurpee from the from the Twins Clubhouse that was half Mountain Dew, half red or orange flavor. So just some of those funny things uh, that uh, the ballplayers do. Mm-hmm. And then um, something cool else that, that it says about well, with his time with the Twins, uh, it says that he mailed more than 200 personalized holiday gifts to Twins employees. Mm-hmm. including the target field grounds crew. And so once again, uh, I think that was a win for the Rockies, bringing in a quality person mm-hmm. uh, to the organization for that time that he was there. Yeah, absolutely. There's something about those former twins and <laughs> some good stuff I coming like out them. of that organization. I sure do like them. <laughs> but one last thing I wanted to touch on that before we, we close this one, uh, I mentioned it while we were doing our research, but he did participate in that. That he was a final vote candidate, uh, for the all star game in 2014, and it was going to be in Minnesota, so he was going to be able to get a, a, a homecoming. And I remember specifically the day on Twitter, I was helping lead that campaign, just spending all day of it was when tweets the hashtag vote more no would count as votes. And I think I spent like half the day. I started at eight o'clock and they were teaming up with Cleveland for a Cleveland rocks. No final vote candidates. It was Justin Morneau. And I can't remember the Cleveland guy, but I remember, I think it was started at like eight o'clock in the morning. I went until polls closed at two o'clock and just tweeting out vote more. No, and making jokes and you know, trying to get people to, to sp- spread that vote out. He didn't get the final vote because a big old popularity contest is all-star voting is. But his teammate Troy Tulowitzki was the National League captain for the Home Run Derby. And they were still able to to make the special invites. And I think that was what was starting it even more where anybody can come be in the, the Home Run Derby. Doesn't even matter if you're voted in as an all-star or not. And I think... Troy Tulowitzki recognized in the moment and what it would mean for, for Morneau and the people of Minnesota. 
brings his teammate along. He doesn't do really anything in that home run derby, but has a nice special moment of of returning back to Minnesota and you know having that moment to be able to to say goodbye and say thank you to those fans. You know, in, in a in a special way in his first time away from them or in, in his first full season out of Minnesota outside of the just randomly getting traded to the to the Pirates the previous year. So that was a cool moment that I remember for him kind of in his Rockies tenure. Exciting stuff. (laughs) But man, I wish he could have just hit some big tanks there at target field that season (laughs) for that home run derby. But was not to be. But unless you have any last thoughts, Dustin on Justin Morneau, (laughs) I think I've nah, quite a bit covered it. Yeah, just short lived, and I was. I'm just glad he was. He was a good. He was a good quality player, and like I said, those were huge shoes to fill for you know going to first base for Todd Helton, and you know it, we're still struggling to find that solid replacement. Mm-hmm. You, know, you think you want a. a a guy that would fill out his career at that position and we still haven't had it. Nope. But we caught glimpses of a guy that could have, if things had kind of been different uh, for Justin Morneau, but still like him and Cuddy, they're, they're some of our favorites. This is kind of flash in the pan, had some good seasons, one batting tiles back to back years for our former Minnesota twins that became Rockies. <laughs> but Awesome guys. And hey, he's got a nice long broadcasting career ahead of him with Minnesota and, and doing all that stuff up there and whatnot. And he's he's already in the Hall of Fame in Canada. So he's he's got his credentials and his recognitions and everything. But that'll do it here for this edition of Every Rocky Ever. Talking Justin Morneau. Always appreciate you all tuning in along with us. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at, at sideline underscore crowd. You can follow Dustin at Mr. T Spanish and let us know over at, at side or at every Rocky ever. And you can let us know what, what your favorite Rockies are and what ones you want us to cover so we can keep spreading this thing out and, and covering it as a community and just remembering some guys and talking about their careers because they're, they're pretty interesting fellows across the board and more guys like Justin Morneau out there that we can chat about but until next time this has been every rocky ever and we'll see you next time farewell adios